comforts me to know that it's just the way it goes. Hello and welcome to Life Confused Us Both a podcast series of honest conversations with creatives about the battle of comparison versus gratitude. For the last episode of this season, I managed to wrangle some very special guests. They are musicians who play in my band from time to time. They're animal lovers, students, and twins. And they also happen to be my little sisters, Megan and Nicola Mitchell. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. <laughs> so we're here uh, in the dining room of our childhood home, and it was actually Megan and Nicola's 18th birthday yesterday, so there's some birthday balloons hanging around, and um, yeah, it's pretty cool to be here after a pretty monumental birthday, I reckon. How does it feel? How do you feel being 18? <laughs> it's a bit weird, to be honest. Like, yeah. Um, definitely just... I don't know, I felt like I was meant to feel like an adult, and I don't. (laughs) Neither. (laughs) And so I really wanted to get you on the podcast to ask you about your experience as identical twins, what your relationship with comparison has been, and I know it's kind of been a, a complicated sort of relationship at times. Obviously, people compare you to each other a lot, and in general, you tend to be quite happy about being twins but I'm sure there's been times that you've experienced things that I will never understand or any not twin will not um, quite understand so what are some examples of how you have been compared to one another Uh, one like really common way that we're compared is just like by our friends and our family and all these people that like care about us um, and they just see Like if one person is interested in something, like they just automatically assume that the other person is also interested in doing that, even if that's not the case. Um, Yeah. Well, I know that we've had similar interests sometimes and our ability in those interests can be compared to each other. Um, Although we may be pursuing the same thing, um, everyone learns at a different rate and that includes twins, but people... (laughs) Normally Forget just think, that. yeah, they normally just think that because they're, they look the same, they have the same ability, which can be quite tricky sometimes. So what, when you're talking about some things that you do together, what are some, what's an example of those things? Uh, we are still in school. So day to day, that's a really big part in like classes that we share and teachers that we share and things like that. That view of us as individuals sometimes can become a little bit blurred and Mm. Um, in places. So when people blur, whether it's teachers or family or friends or whatever, or people who probably mean well but um, just don't maybe think about it from your perspective, how do you respond to it? Uh, well, most it does happen like a lot more often than I would like it to happen. I know it's going to happen because I have a twin, mm. but um, I normally – here, like I receive it and then I think about it and it makes me upset and sometimes I don't respond. Like I just kind of go, oh, yeah, no, that's not me, that's Nicola. <laughs> mm. And just like awkwardly move away from that conversation. <laughs> what about you, Nicola? Yeah, it's quite hard um, like when being like 
compared and it's like quite unconscious a lot of the time. So it's just really hard to point out that actually we are two separate people Mm. and all the things we do and the way we behave and like what we achieve are completely separate. Like Mm. it's the same as a teacher comparing one student and another student from a completely different family because like we actually just achieve our own things our own way. Mm. Yeah. Do you think that's like made you feel jealous of the other or anything like that or do you think that you've just felt like that's their problem. (laughs) Maybe someone should leave the room. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like there definitely was a time when there was a lot of jealous feeling. Um, I think we kind of grew out of that when we were starting high school Mm. around 11 to like 14. We kind of wanted to be as different as we possibly could and every, it was like a new environment, but still everyone was comparing us and mm. we were kind of trying to get our own individual identities and then they'd be like, oh, like Nicola's better at this than you. Right. And because that's like when you get to high school, that's when you get to start making those choices of like what you want your hobbies to be. Mm. And so with that comes people's comments of you can't do what she can do. Mm. And that is very impacting on the brain, really. Yeah. Yeah. And what other things that like you're saying when you got to that high school age, you were trying really hard to be different. What, what, what did you do? Like what were the things? I mean, I think I've got a pretty good example that I've <laughs> tried pretty hard to bury in all of the photos <laughs> in social media that I've ever had. Um, and I think it was when I was about 10 or so, I just decided, um, and I used to convince everyone that it wasn't about being a twin. <laughs> and, and we all I knew just, it was yeah. about being <laughs> And I just cut all of my hair off like shaved it off like once I'd done it as well I'd get really angry when someone would call me Megan I'm like we look so different (laughs) can you see this here (laughs) just popping in briefly to let you know that we recorded this episode a few months ago and between then and now Megan and Nicola have released their first official single called Find a River Find a River Close to the sea, put your feet in the water, carry you home to me. It's a song all about the special bond of being a twin. It's out now wherever you like to listen to music, and there's also a beautiful live video on YouTube. So Talking about school, it's your final year of school this year and you're heading off um, in different directions as you're starting to make those quite big life decisions. How are people reacting? I find that people struggle to, and like sometimes I even struggle with the concept of not living with Nicola because I've lived with her for so long that people kind of assume like if Nicola's <laughs> going to... live in the same house. Yeah, <laughs> that Nicola is going to go like to Auckland or to Wellington and then I'm going to go with her. Mm. But like, that's not the case because we are really interested in different things. Mm. So it's very unlikely that we're going to end up in the same place, but people just go, Oh, so what are you going to study at university? If mm. Nicola's like, Oh yeah, I think I want to go to uni. And they're like, Oh, so what are you going to study at uni? Mm. It's not like, a, are you going to uni or yeah. are you doing something else? And 
you, I mean, I know your feelings about university, <laughs> but um, what what Nicola is pretty sure that she's going to go to uni next year. So, what are your thoughts about uni? Do you feel like there's pressure from people to go? I feel like there definitely is, and sometimes I think like it's safe to go with Nicola because then right. I'll have like unfortunately she can't get rid of me, so <laughs> I'll always have a friend and stuff, but. Mm. Um, on the other hand, I do want to have that like rebellion of like not being the same anymore mm. and like living separate lives, whereas we've had to live together, but mm. now we're going apart and so we can really make that difference now. From the outside looking in, I feel like one area that has been really amusing to me as I've watched you be zero years old to 18 years old is that when you were particularly younger or when you just met new friends, your friends used to not know who was who so like <laughs> and we were one person yeah. yeah and sometimes you'd be in a class and the your friends like yours especially around like six seven eight mm. had no idea who they were talking to yeah. so they just had this they're like wow they've got a broad personality don't yeah. they but they didn't they literally didn't know who was who so I think it will be quite exciting for you to both go and meet people and them not know that there is someone yeah. that looks like you yeah Definitely. I feel like it also will be like really odd to not, because in most situations that I meet people, like Megan is there. And so we're pretty much introduced mm. as a package. Like, yeah. it's a package <laughs> it's deal. Yeah. Like, sometimes I find myself talking in um, the collective sense. Like, I'll say, like, oh, we are going to do something, or like, we're going there that week. And yeah. it would just be so odd to just be like, I'm going somewhere. Like, mm. just. To yeah. kind of have that individual sort of sense. <laughs> we all grew up competing in country music competitions around New Zealand and some in Australia as well. And the main one being the New Zealand Gold Awards, which is here in our hometown of Gore and has been for many decades. We have been to every single awards since we were infants and kind of grew up watching these amazing people that we really respect sing on the stage. People like Kylie Price and Cam Luxton and like Tisha Seymour and people <laughs> like that. Like I just, we all just idolise these people and we're lucky that um, we can call some of them our friends now and we still think they're pretty cool. Um but we did definitely grow up in that really competitive and like there's only one winner kind of thing, which yeah. is in my experience now very much not the case in music. It's just that just is not how it is. So how do you think that that impacted the way that you look at things? Well, I think that being immersed in that competitive environment from such a young age has really impacted how I can take a like a loss or a win mm. in any other part of my life. Um, so I'm always driving to be like the mm. best at stuff because I know that there's a reward. Yeah. And that's kind of been like ingrained in my brain. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm like, I have to do all this work so I get this reward. Mm. And sometimes there's not a reward. Like no. I just like push and push and push. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's nothing. And then I'm kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> and for people who, you know, if, if you haven't entered the New Zealand Gold Guitar Awards, <laughs> um, they are basically like a 
a couple of days of heats, I guess, like we call them auditions, and you rehearse your song. It might be like country rock section. So you've got this country rock song that you rehearse and you go on stage. I think you're meant to only have like four minutes or something to do your performance. So you go on stage to a quick introduction and there's a crowd and judges and you're kind of judged on like the holistic performance, I guess. It depends who the judge is to decide like who gets through and who doesn't. And then um, on the Saturday and Sunday night of Queen's birthday every weekend in Gore, they have the New Zealand Gold Guitar Award finals, which is a few people, maybe three or four people from the country rock section, three or four from the duets, three or four from instrumental and so on. And they kind of battle it out all night pretty much. And then they choose section winners and then they pick one overall winner. So that's kind of an insight into it. And Nikolai know that, the auditions are kind of a, a funny, very nerve-filled experience. So do you want to tell us what you what do you think about auditions? <laughs> yeah, well, I think um, I try really hard in auditions to come across quite just like calm and collected when I know I'm internally <laughs> such a mess. <laughs> like I'm all over the place. Um, half the time if it's a stressful section, say I'm not – as prepared as I could be mm. um, I'm actually almost not worth talking to because I'm just <laughs> thinking about so many things um, but the people that you meet backstage are actually also in that state like mm. it's not it's not just like one family of crazy people it's actually everyone you meet back there yeah. is just so stressed and nervous and um, not sure how it's going to go and um, we all kind of try and chat but there's that whole almost sharp conversation where yeah. we kind of like want just say hello and then move on and mm. go and do our own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be so like obsessed with the situation. I was so focused on not making a mistake that I didn't have, like I didn't have the capacity to talk to people. I used to be like, go in backstage, like go to the corner of the room <laughs> and sing at the wall and literally didn't really talk to anybody. Like I might say hi, but really until after all the additions and stuff were done, I was just so focused and like, it's good to be focused if whether whatever it is you, that you're doing, like a sport thing or a music thing or whatever. I don't think there's anything wrong with being focused. But when I look at it now, um, I just think it's a pretty strange way to interact with people. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there was always competitors that seemed to be having a lot more fun than me as I reflect on it, that they didn't take it as seriously. And maybe they <laughs> had a better time on the way through. It's also quite interesting to see the competitiveness between myself and Nicola. Um, when we're competing in the same events, we can be kind of passive aggressive towards each other <laughs> on what song we chose or like how mm. we're singing it or like, oh, we'd sing that differently or whatever. But <laughs> um, it also plays a big part when when the finals are announced and if Nicola gets a couple finals and then I, she'd get like three finals and I get like two and then people would be like, ah, so she's mm-hmm. like doing better than you. And... I'd be like, hold on, I'm still in the finals, buddy. Like, yeah, I used to be so like emotional about it when you guys would compete because they still actually, I think they put the, the results online now, but they used to just put them on the wall, so yeah. it would be like the junior gospel finalists and it would have a list. And if one of you did get in and the other one didn't get in, I was like, how could they do this? <laughs> I was yeah. like, no, it's not fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think like we do have that competitive and like 
kind of aggressive sense of um, <laughs> like we want to win and be better than the other twin. But yeah. um, there's also that like we're so upset like when something doesn't go right yeah. and yeah. like always if like something doesn't work out on stage or on the like a turf or a field or whatever yeah. like um, whatever we're doing. We just have that real, like, we're gutted for the other yeah, person. Yeah. and yeah. Even though those competitions have taught us a lot, I think that through touring and collaborating with other people and meeting other people, we've all kind of learnt that that competitive stuff, there's not really any place for it in, in music, really, yeah. like outside of those competition kind of environments. And for me and you guys actually, like meeting people like Fanny Lumsden and Tammy, obviously, and, and people like that, um, we've learned that, you know, it's very much a we're all in this together kind of thing. And when we see like Fanny win an award or play an amazing show, we're so emotional about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, we are so committed to these people's success. And it's such a nice feeling because I think that's something that we didn't have when we were doing you know, those, those competitions. So I don't know if you've got any favorite stories or people that you feel like have taken you out of that competitive zone. One like really just surprising example almost is um, when there is kind of a competition in that like area of people, that's not just um, like sort of amateur mm-hmm. environment. Um, and it's uh, like the Golden Guitar Awards, not to be confused with the Gold Guitar Awards. <laughs> yes, um, in, in Yeah, in yep. Tamworth in Australia. Um, we were lucky enough to walk um, down the red carpet and kind of hang out with all the people that were nominated for these awards. And it wasn't a sense of like that passive aggressive hellos no. and stuff. It's like these people have like listened and spent hours playing yeah. and um, learning all about these other artists mm, and they all, all their music and they just yeah, like are obsessed. Rooting, rooting yeah, for each they other. They are, they're yeah, just yeah. like so kind and um, just, yeah, that environment is just so, so different. Like not what I expected. Yeah, and it's funny because that is also a competition, you know, like it's also an award show where people win and people don't win, but it doesn't feel like they lose. If you're loving this episode, I just want to let you know that there are three other Life Confuse Us Both interviews. All of them explore the idea of comparison through the lens of creatives, a concept that was born from a song of mine called Lucy. I'd love you to check out the other episodes, and if you want to take the next step and support me and my creative endeavours, you can head to jennymitchell.co.nz to browse my merch menu and explore my new album, Tug of War. This one's for both of you. Megan, you can go first. Okay. In a couple of words or a short sentence, describe being a twin. Oh. Just a word. Have you got one word? Oh, hey, really? Over to you, Nicola. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably just, like, sharing a life. Like, obviously we are two people but sharing all their feelings and thoughts and stuff belongings <laughs> clothes <laughs> cars <laughs> it's a hard question <laughs> sorry what is it oh it's like when people ask that question what is it like being a twin 
Well, yeah. Well, I don't know what it's like not being a twin. <laughs> so. <laughs> At the end of each Life Confused Us Both episode, I have asked this question. So we'll, if you're prepared or not, we'll know whether you've listened <laughs> to the other episodes or not. Um, but we spend this half hour talking a lot about other people and comparing ourselves to other people and talking about how that makes us feel. So my question, my final question to you, Megan and Nicola Mitchell, is when people are your friend or when they work with you, in music or or at work or whatever, what experience do you want them to have? What sort of impression or energy do you want them to experience? I just want to make sure people can see that I'm having fun and mm. I want them to be involved in that too. And what about you, Nicola? Um, I think for me it's probably just that being a friend, that being um, committed and helpful and um honest as well I feel like is a good thing um that's something that I find quite important um just being quite straightforward and um I never mean to hurt anyone's feelings but um just that Pick yeah the people pleaser <laughs> <laughs> well thank you very much girls I know it's it's the day after your 18th birthday so you've got many places you could be many people you'd be hanging out with um we're actually about to go to the local pub and I'm hoping you're gonna buy me a wine or something yeah Yeah. (laughs) but thank you very much and thanks to everyone who's tuned in it's been so much fun creating this project so thanks for listening Life confused us.